Well, hey neighbor, come on in. We're gonna sit a spell and we're talking about container gardening today. Well, you know, back in the day, I never thought I would be container gardener because I've always been the big gardener out of much. But you know, last little bit, I've kind of moved into some container gardening. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're going to do the show today talking about that because I do think there is a place for container garden. So much bigger than it used to be. Yep. We were container gardener when it wasn't cool. Yeah, or you was. Yeah. You was. I wasn't. Well, it was your idea, though. Yeah, well. Yeah, I guess so. But I've always been more the bigger gardener and you did more of the smaller stuff back mm -hmm. in the day. But anyway, we're going to get into that. We got some new seeds we're going to talk about today. But first of all, we got a new segment I want to show you about. Uh, we've had this about three weeks now and this is called the Blade of the Week. Now I know we're not a knife show, but I'm a knife fanatic, so we got to throw this in here. And this is probably one of the most expensive knives that mm. I've bought. This is a bench made out of what they call the Meat Crafter series here. And this is a ex exceptionally nice knife. We have two of these. We have one of them at the house that we use in the kitchen. You know which one I'm talking about? The R has orange. The handle on there. Well, this one has the green handle. Where's has, that one at? This one stays up here in my, in my, <laughs> in my office. So it has a nice handle there, but it's basically the same knife we got down the house we use in the kitchen. It's pretty heavy. It is pretty heavy, but it's a nice thin blade there. I forgot what tool steel is, but it's a really nice steel. And of course it's bench made and made quality. And it's got the nice uh, Kydex sheets right here. Works good for just about anything. Now we'll say this right here. They are expensive. I think they're in the two to $300 range, so. Cut my finger with this when you first got it. Oh, you did? Yeah. yeah, it's sharp and it keeps the edge extremely well. So, there you have it, folks. They have two or three different models in this Meat Crafter series here. But and why do you need one in your office? I just walk and look at it every now and then. You know, <clears throat> you know how kids are with their little their little toys and they get down on the floor with the toys and they spread mm -hmm. them out and play with them? That's, That's what I do with my knives. Maybe I need to take it to the house and spread it out in my kitchen. <laughs> You kind of like that knife, I like don't you? It. I did like that knife. Yeah. It's functional. It is functional. It, it, it's, it's a slicing knife, so you can clean, you know, deer with it, or you could cut ham up with it. You can do about anything. Cool beans. Cool beans. All right. Got that out of the way. Everybody makes fun of me about my knife, the blade of the week. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we've got some stuff going in the garden, but we're going to be out of town for a couple of days mm -hmm. just as soon. And I probably should have already done it, but I hate to leave a greenhouse full of stuff for somebody to have to water. But just as soon as we get back, I got to get a bunch of stuff started. It's it that, is time that time of the year. Folks, you got to get your tomatoes and your pepper started if you haven't done, done so already. So it's time for me to get that. I've got some stuff started, but I got to get a lot of stuff started yeah. when we get back. I was gonna start it too this week, and it's turned off a little cool. A little cool, but little you windy. know, we got somebody that can water our greenhouse. But I just don't want to put too much on them. And these, when we first plant seeds, they need misting three or four times a day. So, yeah, just didn't want to put that on something. You can wait a couple of days. It's my goal one of these days to have an automated irrigation system in my greenhouse that we have. Uh, the co the commercial guys have the apps on their phone. They can do it from their oh, phone. Mm -hmm. Cool beans. Yeah, that would be nice. We've got some uh, turmeric pre-sales going on. Yep. 
Yep, so we have a grower in Florida that's growing organic turmeric. I don't know if they put organic on the website or not, but it is organic turmeric that we have pre sales. We're going to start shipping this about the middle of March, and we will have it probably on into May, I hope, unless we sell out. We got a really good supply coming in, and we've got what we call the mothers. If you know much about turmeric, you got the mothers and you got the children. The children are smaller turmeric, but we're going to have the mother bulbs, which is the bigger bulbs. And um, if you want to plant turmeric, it's the ideal time to grow your own turmeric. I did not know this. So we went down last year and spent a day with this grower down there, and he was explaining to us a lot about turmeric, some things I didn't know. Most of your turmeric powder is imported from overseas India and places like that, mm -hmm. and they've had a tremendous problem with metals being inside of that powder. Interesting. So, so I was asking him, why would somebody want to grow their own turmeric? And he said it's a lot cleaner than what you buy in the store. The powder you buy in the store very well could be have heavy that metals in yeah. it. I don't know where they get the heavy metals from. He said it was a known fact. Most of the turmeric powder that comes into the United States is imported in and it can be contaminated. So to grow your own turmeric is pretty easy. We did some last year. And one thing I will tell you is I had a couple of growers that had been doing it for a long time. One of them told me that you should grow it in full sun. The other guy that we're getting it from, he told us shade. I will go this way. You need partial shade for your turmeric. Will it survive in full sun? Yes, but it won't flourish. It struggled. It struggled, yep. Few potatoes left for pre-order. Not many, just a few. We've got some French fingerlings and maybe one or two more. We're just about, just about sold out of potatoes. So if you want some of those varieties, get them because I suspect in just a few days, potatoes is going to be over with, over with and we can move on. I got mine cut up, mm -hmm. sitting on the counter back there, waiting to be planted. I saw that. Yep. And... <clears throat> tomatoes and pepper plants. You, you guys know last year we had tomato and pepper plugs. This year we're going to have them again starting about the 10th of March. I don't want to give an exact date yet because we've got to wait and see how they grow off. But we got a bunch of them planted. been planted. been planted. We'll have them all the way through to the 1st of May. So every week we hope to have some plant plugs available. Hossinator, Red Snapper, Shelby, Better Boy, and then on the peppers, we're going to have the same ones we had last year, the Hossinator series of the bells. Uh, we're going to have a banana. We're going to have a jalapeno and a poplanto. So we'll have those available. And uh, if, you, if you can't start your own, you can buy you some plugs. Sweet potato slips. Yep. we got sweet potato slips on the site for pre-sale. So you can go ahead and order your sweet potato slips. Those are going to be a little bit different. So they ship according to a schedule, and we have that on our uh, website. They, they ship on a particular schedule for when you need them in your zone. A lot of people, for some reason, have jumped the gun a little too early on sweet potato plants. You don't need, they're in the morning glory family, and you don't need to plant those till it gets hot. June, July? Well, no, not, not quite that. Not that hot? Not that hot. <laughs> I mean, they'll take that hot. They love it, but you don't need to plant till later in spring or early summer. So, don't jump the gun and plant cool soils. What other new seeds we got going on? I saw a few more back there. We got a lot of them. Let's go ahead and get into that. All right, first one right here, folks, is uh, new peanuts. So, for the last few years, we've been set on a peanut called Wind. Well, Wind has been discontinued, and Bailey 2 is taking Wind's place here. Bailey 2 is a really good, similar sized peanut. Let me show you what's up. I'm gonna get in trouble, you ready? Mm -hmm. I'm gonna do it anyway. Let everybody see what they look like. But it is a roasting, boiling peanut, pretty good sized peanut. 
See there? And the good thing about this Bailey too, it has a little more disease resistance than the wind had. This particular peanut right here is tomato spotted whip virus resistant. Now most people don't know that peanuts get viruses as well, oh, but uh, yeah, it's a major thing with, uh, with peanuts. So you got res disease resistance there, a great disease package. It's very high in the oil content, makes a wonderful peanut. It's a good peanut, but you can grow it. That's the main thing. You got good disease resistance. See how big they are? Mm -hmm. Roasting or boiling either one. There you have it. All right, so we got Bailey peanuts and we got a few new seeds we need to talk about. I'm excited about this one right here. Alabama black eye butter bean. Well, this is actually a lima bean, but here in the south we call them butter beans, folks. It's you just can use it is. as a dry bean or a green shell. Yes, you can. And we used to eat them as green beans down here. Can I open this one up as well? Won't get in trouble again. Show people the size on this right here. Now, this is a running butter bean, so you're going to need a trellis. This is similar to uh, Reverend Taylor that we had last year. Ah. And uh, it's a running butter bean like Christmas lime, but it's a lot smaller. This is your regular size butter bean. Of course, it's a black eye, like the name implies there. But very seldom have we found a regular size running butter bean. Mm -hmm. So there you have your... Now, I don't know why anybody would want to plant a bush butter bean. Do you? Because hmm. you can stand up and yeah. pick these folks. There you have it. So right when there. would you plant those? I would plant those probably in April. That's what I might do in the March. Down there. You don't need to plant many of them because plant them about eight inches a foot apart. There's 50 seeds in this pack right here. That's a plenty. Uh, Make sure you got a good trellis. You can use a Hortanova trellis. You can use cow panel. You can use anything like that. But these things will grow like crazy and you're going to make a really good crop before it gets hot. Now I'm speaking of, of our area down here, how these things grow. When it gets hot in July and August, that plant is not going to produce anymore. It's just going to sit there because it's going to struggle. Continue to keep it watered and come about the end of August, go out there and spray it with uh, Fungamax and insecticide and start watering again the baby again. And you'll be surprised. It'll put on more in the fall of the year than you got in the spring of the year. Might need to do that on my um, trellis you're going to mm -hmm. put up. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. So you can think about it plant one time you get a spring harvest and a yeah. fall harvest now you're gonna you're gonna be thinking they're not gonna make it through the summertime keep them ordered they'll have a little bit of shade they'll have they'll make it but they're gonna really struggle and you're gonna have some disease on those leaves but you spray on some fungal max get the sneezes here and some insecticide and they'll pop right back out all right we've got a couple of hostinator series peppers that we've got new and we got Halsinator orange bell pepper. Now what I'm proud about this one right here is it's got good disease resistance, bacteria resistance on uh, and, and it, it's really productive. It's got really good shade to bacterial it. Bacterial spot. Bacterial spot and it has a very good foliage, a good producer, but it turns, okay, all bell peppers are green. What makes this different is it turns orange quicker than anything else. Most of your regular bell peppers will go from green to red, but this one goes from green to orange and it does it real quick so it matures out as an orange color. Mm -hmm. uh, about 75 days. Is maturity. these some they brought by here that I yes. freeze dried? Yes. They had really good flavor. Yep. Hostinator yellow bell, same thing except it's yellow. Same thing. It doesn't turn red. It turns from green to yellow and it does it quick. These were huge. Do you remember huge. how big they were? 
Yeah, absolutely wonderful pepper. Disease resist is highly productive. So there you have it there. If you want some colored bells. And what about a hot banana pepper? We don't see that very often, mm -hmm. do we? So we got Golden Max hot banana pepper, which is new for us right here. Uh, days to maturity, it's around 70 days here. But think about a banana pepper, and we love banana peppers, but we normally don't grow hot banana peppers. But if you like the heat, that's definitely an option for you there. And growing up, we had a lot of hot banana peppers. Really? Mm -hmm. We I, make pepper sauce out of them. Well, here's your one you make your pepper sauce out of. Early flame pepper. Now, this is the ones you're going to make your Tabasco sauce out of. Yeah, I'm seeing more like pepper relish. Yeah, pepper relish is what you was thinking there. So if you like to make your... Uh, your pepper sauce right here, here's a good one. Early flame, of course, when it's got flame in the name, we know it's a hot one right here. Days maturity, 60-65. Speaking of containers, this is a great one here. It's a nice compact plant. Great one right there to grow in containers for you people that don't have much room or you simply don't need a lot of peppers. And it's a hybrid jalapeno? Mm -hmm. No, it's not a jalapeno. Maturing hybrid jalapeno. Jalapeno type. Well, I don't classify it as a jalapeno. It's a type. So it's got a little different shape than the regular jalapeno does. Heavy shedding, heavy setting, shedding, shedding. In a short period of time. Yep, yep. Really known for a good container type uh, pepper there. If you like the hotness, get you that right there. And I saved this one for last right here because this is one right here that we just really excited about. All right, folks. Berkeley Thai Dye Tomato. This is an OP variety. It's not an heirloom. Regardless of what seed some seed companies out there may want to tell you, this is not an heirloom variety right here. This is a OP, which is open pollinator right here, developed or bred out in California. We tried this variety last year along with a lot of other varieties. And I classify these as a novelty type, okay? Because it's got that weird color to it. Really doesn't have any disease resistance. It was bred for color. They don't last long. They're they not don't last sta long. Chef stable. And it's an indeterminate type. But they had a great taste. Yeah. Of all the tomatoes we grew last year, I think this was the one we enjoyed yeah, the most. Yeah, because that deep purple. Mm-hmm. They get soft really quick, and it's not something that I think you should grow, grow as a staple. I would continue to grow my hallucinator. No, one or two. One or two of these right here it will do, be a plenty for you. And just consider it a bonus when you get one of them. Excuse me. They're going to they're gonna get soft on you in just a few days, but make you a tomato sandwich out of it. Whoa, it's good. Berkeley tie-dye, indeterminate, pretty much no disease resistance. Although, you didn't have any trouble growing mm -hmm. So. Anyhow, that's a good one right there. All right, there we have it. New seeds. And the collection. That's some of our new seeds. We got we're gonna, we got a lot of new seeds. So we showed you guys the seed tape the other day. We had a lot of people say, well, I wish you had a collection of them. So that's what we did. We put a 10-pack seed of these together in the collection. These, some of these already been opened. Yeah. I didn't right. want to open them again. You didn't want to open them again. So we got 10 different ones here that we're selling for 32, excuse me, 33.92. So you can order all 10. Let's go over what which ones they are. You got purple top and there's 15 foot of tape in each one of these. We got the Karabi right there. We got the Katsuma mustard right there, which is a Asian type mustard. And you got the oak leaf salad right there. You got the greens mix right there, baby leaf greens mix, French breakfast radish, and Bloomsdale spinach, which is a great spinach right there. Tart 
Detroit Dark Red Beet, which is wonderful. It's one of my favorite varieties of beets. And the last one is going to be Rainbow Carrot Land. So you can order them as a bundle now and get them all for the... Uh, How's your rainbow carrots doing? Mine's coming up doing good. Yep, they have sprouted and come up. Good germination? Pretty good germination, yep. Yep, and, and perfect spacing. Mm -hmm. All right, so we're going to talk about container garden today. And we're going to go over the different kinds of containers, what to choose from. And you got a good bit of experience on this one right here. Yeah. You and I have went back and forth on containers over the years because yeah. you've been guilty of going on a Folks, on the first pretty Saturday, she's going to get up in the morning. She's going to go to Moultrie to the big box stores, and she's going to shop the garden center. She's going to, she used to, she's not as bad as she used to, come back with some plastic containers. And I would nearly have a fit when she brought yeah. them back. When you had to drill a hole in them. Drill a hole in them. I just, I knew they weren't going to last. They was flimsy. And I said, my goodness, why are you doing this? And I've, I've about worked, but I did it. worked my way through them. You worked your way through them. Yeah, and I'm about off the containers. I use the grow bags or a more heavier. Sustainable type. Yeah, yeah. I, I really don't have a problem with you buying containers i just want them to last yeah and the thing with if you buy those heavy terracotta ones boy do they last but you better not want to move them around no, i they're love heavy. moving yeah it's far <laughs> just like furniture <laughs> she calls me down there can you move so and so for me i know i'm in for trouble because she she don't buy the little ones she buys the huge ones and i have to try to drag them around but i love the terracotta as far as the looks and the way they, they really work well, now they will get brittle over a period of time and sometimes they'll bust out, but the terracottas are fairly expensive, but they are the most eye-appealing of any of the containers to me. Mm -hmm. Then we got the plastic containers, which I highly recommend just to stay away from altogether. Yeah. You got the casted concrete, which- You went through me, that phase. To the, uh, they don't look free, but for a little while. The plastic fiber And they cracked too, yeah. the concrete was cracked on us. Yeah. The, Fiberglass, I had a bunch of those that's just brittle that needs to be dumped. Then you got your wood. Um, that didn't last pretty much, so we don't do, really do the wood. And then your root pouches. Yep, root pouches is a good one. And they're easy to put up and put out of the way and light and easy to move around. So my first choice, I think, is terracotta. Mm -hmm. And then the root pouches be secondary. Yeah, but you want to choose your plants wisely too. Don't put too big of a plant and too small of a container. The reality is some plants just lend their self bell to a container plant. Now, I didn't bring it in here because it's too big, but I got a huge container of celery, mm -hmm. tango celery that's done extremely well. And to be honest with you, that's enough celery for us. We can go up there and harvest what we need, and that's enough. Yeah. Carrots, I grew this uh, in my greenhouse just to show y'all how it is. Now, now, let me put a little... He hasn't tried to pull one of these out. No, but and I planted them <laughs> too thick, okay? Uh, for your first you tea, planted them on the show. I planted them too thick, yep. I got a little carried away. Let me pull one out of here. Ew, that's terrible. I'll show it anyway. <laughs> no, you gotta show it. Yeah, oh, that is terrible. It is terrible. Let me see I if I can find some, some bigger ones that that in there. There's a lot of them in here. Those big, tall stems. Right there? Yeah. Let's trace that back, see how big it is. Oh, it broke off. Let's see here. I'm gonna get up here while you talking. Just I'm grab gonna... a handful. I ain't gonna grab a handful. Make a mess. Oh, there's one. The pigs will like it anyway. 
I ain't breaking off. I do have them thick in there, don't I? So back to container. Know how large your container is going to be. Know how big your... Is that not pitiful? <laughs> this is this is your typical carrot crop. No, I did better than yeah, this. Yeah, you did better. Um, oh. But you got to know a lot about your roots. Um, in this one, you didn't know too much about your roots. And this is Man, why, I folks, I like thick. to thin my carrots out. Yep. That's the reason you want to use C tape, folks. <laughs> Man, let me in there. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, Got some big carrots in there if I could get them out. <laughs> My goodness. We, we believe you, Greg. <laughs> I'm going to get it out there. We're going to get it out. Look at here. What? Look at there. There's three of them right there beside one another. That's when I can't get that so, yeah, so long and, there. And, and, the way it's curved, mm -hmm. it's hit some resistance in yes, there. Yes, it has hit some resistance. You didn't give your soil real fluff. Well, there was so many of them right there together is what it was. Let's see if I can That was oh, the same thing. Look at there. Mm -hmm. I'm making a mess. But anyway, folks, plant your carrots a little bit thinner than what I did right well, there. Well, down with the seed tape. Yep. It's a no-brainer. Yeah, you can take the seed tape and just kind of cut it up and place right. it in there. What do you fill these containers with? I like to fill them with Pro Mix and mix me a little bit. Of yeah, it's kind of an issue there with soils. So most people, including us, cannot sell the huge things of potting soil because you can't ship it. What I'd recommend doing is going to your local garden center and buying you what we call a bale of Pro Mix, and that's a pretty good size. It's a compressed bale. Normally, you get about $40, $45 in the last year, a long time. I prefer the mix at with about 75% uh, potting soil and about 25% compost. Mm -hmm. Now we've got good compost that we're lucky to have, but if you got access to good compost, makes you about 30% of that in there with this right here, and that's gonna give it some, some of those microbes and get that soil alive there. Mm -hmm. Now as far as fertilizing in there, this is what I always do. We always take a complete organic fertilizer and mix in with our pot and soil that gives it a good start there mm -hmm. so that you get your plants up and growing and you can come back and hit them with some Dr. Joe's or 2020 or whatever. Some micro boost. Mm -hmm. Is it as important to rotate in um, your pots as it is in the open area? Yeah, I would say so, but the thing about it is, most of the time when I take my stuff out of my pots, I just discard everything. Mm, I don't. You don't? But you have to add more to it. So if you add more to it, you could be okay. Yeah, usually I have a wheelbarrow and I'll get all the debris out and I'll dump and make me up some more potting soil. I would definitely recharge it with a complete, some more complete organic and some more compost. And what about washing it? A lot of people talk about washing their, even their seed starting trays in between seasons. It's not a bad idea uh, to take a, a slight solution of bleach and mix in there and to wash them, we're guilty of not doing that much. Mm -hmm. But a lot of your uh, pathogens, as far as your root diseases, such as pythium and rhizoctonia, they are uh, water spores. So they can live in just moisture of your, uh, in the cracks and crevices of your containers and stuff. So it's not a bad idea to wash them out. If nothing else, let them get real dry in between when you plant them. And those come in three, five, 15, 45, and 100. I think so. Yeah. 
and we have several different sizes of them. And what's cool about them is when you get through using them, if you do eat them out like I do, you can just stack them up and put them somewhere. Don't take them much space. Make sure if it's not like the root pouch that they have drainage holes. Yes. I've made the, that mistake a time too many. Yep, yep. You don't, and I don't, I'm not a fan of putting rocks in the bottom one, although it will work sometimes, but I think good sized drainage holes will do it. So what is the, what is the drawback to container gardening? The one drawback with these actually two cost can be a little bit more because you got to buy containers, you got to buy soil. That if you're planting in the flat that you don't have to do. You have to water more often. You got to water more often. That's a huge issue with container gardening. Just about every day when it's hot, it's hot sometimes yeah. you got to water every day. So whether you have some kind of irrigation system or you manually have to water them, that's something that you're going to have to make sure that gets done. So let's talk about raised beds. Raised beds, which you, it's not really considered container gardening, but it's similar. Same thing with it. You don't have as much cost, plus you've got a fixed cost of that raised bed when you put it in, but water, you got to water it more often. Man, you got to water it. How often do you water your raised beds? Every two, three days at least, don't you? During the hot summer, I water them every day. Now, you do have an irrigation system in yeah. there, so that's going to help you out a lot this coming year. So you can go to uh, flip a switch and water there. Now, a, a definitely advantage to that is you don't have a problem with stuff rotting off or staying too wet like we do in the ground sometimes. If we get a lot of rain, raised beds drain exceptionally well. I found my problem with the end of that raised bed that doesn't do so well. What happened? Instead of cutting the drip tape off at the end, I curled it up. <laughs> I did. It, I, curl, I curled it she up. She was so proud of herself because she put her irrigation in down there in a new garden. But she I made think it, I'm going to do a video on what not to what do. What not to do. Yep. How not to kill your green, I mean your peas. Yep. So there's definitely benefits of that. You know, container garden, you can do it in a smaller area. If you do have just a small backyard, I highly recommend raised beds. Now, if you want to get to the next step, where I've been all my life, you go out there and plant on the flat. You got to have room for that. You can grow a lot more for a lot less if you grow it in the flat, but it's just simply yeah. what kind of setup do you have? With the raised bed, you need to have full or mostly full sun. The one thing about a container garden, if it's not too heavy, you can pick it up and decide, well, this week it's not doing well. Let me move it to a sunnier spot. Mm -hmm. Very portable. And the things that, that, that do well in container garden, let's just go over a few of these right here. Beets, radishes, onions, of course, carrots, celery, anything that grows fairly low is going to do extremely well in a container. Anything that's going to grow big, I would yeah. I would watch out. Now, we've got a dwarf okra called Green Fingers that might grow well it in these containers, well. but you don't want to use one of the larger varieties in that. No. Corn, you don't want to grow in containers. Pole beans, anything like that. I don't think cucumbers lean themselves. Even the tomatoes, unless you're doing those small little birdie series, right. it just gets too unmanageable. Overwhelming. Yep. So we have these dwarf varieties that do extremely well, but I wouldn't even go into now some of the, the Shelby uh, paste tomatoes. I think we're doing here because that's kind of a compact plant. But even the hossinators, I would I would be careful about planting those in the containers. Mm -hmm. And surely in in, in determinants, I would not. Yeah. Make sure you label them. Yep. 
Then um, vertical garden, which we've dipped our toes into this. The green stalk we the have down there, and they works really well for if you got a a patio or a back container. I mean, a patio there. Uh, these things can be a little bit pricey as far as upfront cost, but they really well because you can fit a lot of plants in a small amount of area. Yeah, I really like them for the lettuce. Lettuce, what else do you think they do good? Strawberries? Strawberries are doing well in it. Yep. Uh, I don't think they're going to work very good for things like squash. No. Green beans is going to be iffy as far as the way they follow. Yep. So anything that's small like that, they do well. I think you grow radishes in them. I think you grow beets in them. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know that I'd grow carrots in them. But it I takes to grow vertical though. You've got to plan a little bit more ahead. Yep. Because you want to put your bigger stuff at the bottom. Mm -hmm. And the smaller stuff up top. Yep. All right, so that pretty much covers it, folks. Here's the thing about it. Don't discount container garden, even though you like me, you grow big, because I grow some stuff in here. Lettuce, man, you can grow a lot of lettuce in these containers right here. Uh, if you know somebody that's wanting to get in the garden and they don't have much room, encourage and help them to get into container garden. It's a way for them to get into gardening without a lot of input cost and let them learn how to grow things. Yeah, especially try with some herbs. And mm -hmm. herbs in a container garden is a great place to get your feet wet. Yep. All right, so let's move on to Garden Spotlight. And this week is Gina Hendricks out of Northwest Florida. She's in zone nine. Wow, look at that right there. She's got her some nice hoops mm -hmm. right there, ain't that pretty? Yeah. She says, fall gardening is officially my favorite. I've grown Paris Island Romaine. Uh -huh. Well, she got some wrapped up there. That's pretty cool. Cherokee lettuce, pak choy. The second from the right has a spare rock, cauliflower, purple kohlrabi, which gets replaced with multiplied tamia onions once they're cropped out. Hmm. How about that? Cool. All right. Oh. So. She sit. said the row cover saved everything from the freeze. Yep. So, Gina, send us your, your shipping information and we'll send you a, we're going to send her some socks. Look at okay. that. Get dirty socks. Jenna, we'll send you some socks for your garden spotlight. How about that? All right, do the old goat. And the old goat, we're gonna send some socks too. So we're gonna have people wearing a get dirty socks out there. Work. And the winner of the old goat this week is Patty Town. Patty, send us uh, your information to cutservehosstools.com and we'll also get you a pair of the get dirty socks right there. And Patty's the winner of the old goat. And the old goat's on the set here somewhere. If you find the old goat, put it in the comments below and we'll do a drawing next week for this week's winner. All right, so there we have it. We're gonna be in Alabama for the next few days at a small farmer's conference right there. And we'll be back next week. We're gonna visit some of our friends over in Alabama. Alabama's a great state. We've got a lot of friends over there. We're looking forward to that. And uh, We'll see y'all when we get back. In the meantime, you need to get in the greenhouse, get your plants started. If you don't have a greenhouse, get your trays out, your grow lights out, and get things started, because it's that time of the year, and it's time for you to get dirty. Mm -hmm.